shooting. Skimmer Way near Lakewood, Charles 478, Tango. Thank you for joining us on Inside EMS. Now the always entertaining Chris Zebalero and the Ted Nugent of EMS. Well, this is it. Once again, it's time to go Inside EMS. I'm your host, Chris Sabalero, and I got to tell you, this is a special edition of Inside EMS. Kelly Grayson is on special assignment, but he's going to be back with us next week as we pick up our regularly scheduled programming. But I got to tell you, I mean, you know, we just got over the Super Bowl, and, and here pretty soon now, we're going to have the Super Bowl of Racing, which is the Daytona 500, which comes up this weekend. And I got to tell you, it's the biggest name in stock car, which is NASCAR. But it's developed a partnership with the biggest name in EMS, and that's AMR. And what they're going to do now is they're going to expand their emergency response system. And I got to tell you, I mean, this is a really big step that EMS is taking a, a, a bigger picture, a bigger role in the sporting events as we see. I mean, NASCAR has always been very, very particular about who can touch their drivers and who can work with their drivers. And now we're seeing this great partnership. Well, I'm excited to have Dr. Ed Rock with us. And Ted Van Horn, the CEO of AMR, and we're going to go ahead and talk about this partnership. Dr. Rock, come on in here, Ed, and say hello to the audience. Hey, Chris. Hello to everyone. Glad to be here. Happy that uh, you've asked us to join you. Very excited. Ted, uh, and for you as a CEO, taking time out of your busy day, uh, I'm sure you just have a few things on your schedule that you need to get done today. It is, but obviously with the biggest race coming up, a big focus for us is making sure it all goes off without a hitch and we provide a fantastic service to the drivers and the whole community um, that we serve there. And I think from you, as, as, since you're here right now, when we talk about how, how this developed, I mean, how did AMR really kind of position themselves, you know, to kind of be in this role to take on this, uh, you know, expanded response system? Well, AMR has been providing service across major venues. You see us all the time, be it at Dodger Games, Ranger Games, Cowboy Games, uh, the Padres, uh, Buffalo Bills, lots of different uh, professional sports. We've also been providing service for NASCAR at a number of the major venues, be it Kansas Motor Speedway, Fontana, Phoenix, and Vegas. Um, so we've got quite a history with NASCAR, providing service either in the venues themselves, in the first aid rooms, the track ambulances, and you know, we've always seen NASCAR, you know, as a as from a sport perspective, and and the types of injuries and the types of uh, event that they run, really does intersect, you know, honestly, with EMS the way we what we do every day with the trauma. So, um, you know, it's it's something that we can bring a lot of the skills that we do day to day, but also working in a consistent manner with the drivers, and our crews are just you know obviously ecstatic about this type of uh, service we can provide. So I think it's a it's a great partnership really does bring the two companies and the two organizations together, and uh, we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, when it comes to EMS at NASCAR, usually we, we had the opportunity to hang out in that infield care center, but now you guys are actually going to be going out on the track and kind of assessing the drivers. And I think, Ed, from your standpoint, you know, when we think about the, the training or additional training that the crews are going to need, the physicians as well as the EMTs, I mean, have you thought about that? Or are they going to have to get a more of an expanded scope or just kind of an understanding of what they're going to be dealing with? So, uh, Chris, we've thought about that significantly and with our, uh, with our partners in NASCAR and with some outstanding clinicians and docs nationwide, it's been, it's been a fascinating journey because you're spot on. So this is, this is a, a potential level of trauma um, that's different than the trauma we may see in communities in the streets. It's obviously um, much, much higher impact in terms of speed, 
it's much different in terms of the hazards. It's much different in terms of um, how the patients or the drivers are restrained. The physiologic and anatomic principles still apply, but how we take those skills and use them with uh, any potential incident is what's different. So um, NASCAR has developed over the years some really strong principles in terms of uh, patient management and extrication. And in case of those events, we have learned from them. We've taken some of our skill set and, and uh, implemented that as well with our providers. If you think about what happens out there, this is no different than a mini trauma system. So it's much more effective when uh, the team functions together, when the assessment is integrated and choreographed. And this is a higher stakes environment because of the hazards, because of the fuels, because of the uh, the speeds, et cetera, but the principles still apply. So um, we're, we're looking forward to um, integrating our response um, into the existing response. Um, we will have physicians as well as medics in our response vehicles that will respond to the driver's incidents. And frankly, the other thing that we really, really look forward to developing is um, a clinical relationship with those drivers. So they trust us. They trust healthcare providers, and by us, I mean anyone that's a healthcare provider that will be taking care of them. They trust that we know what we're doing. They trust that we do it well, and they trust that we're going to communicate with them while we do it. So this partnership allows us to really develop a strong relationship. So when faces are looking at each other in the potential uh, event, they know each other, they're familiar with each other, and it makes that whole process um, so totally different. Yeah, and I think I would have to agree, and it's probably going to be a lot of specialized training, which I'll probably come back to you and ask you next. But I, I'm really curious from a leadership aspect, and Ten, if I could kind of jump back to you, and you know, as a as a chief in EMS, I'm always wondering about the logistics, and I'm always wondering about you know the strategy execution, and and how we go about our you know our day as leaders. So I'll ask you from a leadership standpoint, you know, as you head this this big organization, are there leadership headaches that come into preparing? to really put the, the best foot forward when you're on this national spotlight? Well, for any leader, it's all about the team that uh, that leader surrounds themselves with to make sure that there's success. And I think our event medical and our major venue, we've, we've put um, a focus on that nationwide with each of these large venues we do across the U.S. to make sure that the individual, um, what we call the regional directors, are... Uh, empowered and have the national resources so that when things are coming to their uh, venue site, we can make sure the resources are there for them and the knowledge and the SMEs. For the NASCAR piece, we actually pulled uh, Shane Smith, who's been running our uh, Cowboy and the AT&T Stadium and Ranger Stadium for the last uh, really eight years. Um, and that full-service partnership that we have there, because we have the sideline uh, medics, we've got field medics, we've got the whole concourse, all the venue first aid, stadium work, all the transportation, and he's uh, managed multiple uh, major, everything from the Cotton Bowls, the Super Bowl. So we've got a very experienced team now, and that's all their focus is, is going to be on major event management and NASCAR. So um, the venue sites for NASCAR also, we have an opportunity because they, they are very well aligned to where we have existing AMR operations. So one big piece to this is that we've got continuity of care for the drivers as they go venue to venue. It also allows us to have local resources to, to assist, um, provide service or backfill or equipment if, if necessary. But a driver that might get hurt on a Friday or a Saturday, 
or maybe it's not even an injury, it's an illness. It's a, it's maybe it's a dehydration or flu or something that's occurring. And we can then watch and work with that driver through the course of that um, journey as they go through, you know, all the different 40 different sites and races that they have throughout the year. So we can provide that continuity and having an AMR footprint um, and also from an Envision standpoint, uh, the physician services that we have throughout the U.S., we can actually match that. So we did build a management team specifically for NASCAR, and that's all their job is, but it's also helping with the other large venues and the larger uh, major, major events that we have. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And, you know, when you think about NASCAR, I mean, you know, even when you were mentioning the Super Bowl and the Cowboys having, you know, lived down there in Texas, those are big events. But when we talk about NASCAR, we're talking about almost 250,000 people that are going to these events. I remember up there at the Texas Motor Speedway, you know, it's not only worrying about the care, but you got to worry about those big uh, incidents that happen. But you brought something up, Ted, that I really want to kind of touch on. So I really like how you said that, you know, if it was a Thursday and, you know, the drivers are ill and you get to follow them, will this be the same team that goes from track to track or will you have uh, people locally that'll come in to fill that role uh, depending on where the racetrack is? Well, they're going to be, the medics are going to be nationally registered and we're going to work through over this first year. This first year really is one where we're um, building the team because we've got some really strong uh, providers that are locally there now and also work for NASCAR. And we're really excited about that part because a lot of these firefighters and these paramedics that are currently working the tracks, they're still going to be there, but their normal day jobs, we're probably working with them in San Bernardino or we're working with them in Las Vegas Motor Speedway or the different areas. So the relationship we have with those community responders is critical. And they're still going to be there working the track, working in the safety teams that are existing for the tracks. So we're going to keep those relationships. But the medics that, and the physicians that we have over the first year, we're going to start seeing it be, uh, go down to a, a very small number of personnel that we have that basically do travel with the team and with the uh, with the NASCAR group. Part of the goal is to have it so, you know, we use, we're used to this with the medics where they'll be on for 30 days and they'll be off for 30 days when they're working some of our specialty offshore work and, and things like that. So we can create a couple teams that are very specific. They work uh, for NASCAR and then when they're back at their home base for the next 30 days, they're working their normal shifts. So the goal is to keep their clinical skills up because they're still working the streets and they're still doing everything they do with their normal job. And then uh, they're working then the NASCAR assignment for a period of time so we can create consistency over a period of weeks for the drivers. And they travel in between, obviously, the races. I was just going to add one of the things that's uh, that's important for us uh, and obviously crucial for that is that the providers will be appropriately credentialed in the state of the venue. So, for example, the uh, AMR physicians that will be in uh, the track vehicle will be licensed in the state of the venue. So some of that is is obviously using physicians who live in that particular community, and some of that will be physicians that work with us that will be licensed in multiple states. Yeah, I was going to say, this is probably just a, one of those horrible assignments. How are you going to get anybody to volunteer for all this? But um, yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? But, you know, so Ed. I, well, I, you'd be surprised. For our, so, from our standpoint, we actually do have quite a few medics that already do work uh, at the tracks um, as they've been out in, in these different areas. And we have teams in uh, Florida, for example, that have been moonlighting for years at Daytona. Right. So, you know, because of the sheer size, most a lot of these medics do come. So all we're doing, which is what's exciting for us, is really uh, we can grab the best of the best and we can grab, um, you know, those paramedics and then the physician sides that, that uh, want to do this 
you know, during the race season, we backfill them um, in their jobs if they're in Orlando or if they're working in Phoenix, and uh, they do five, six, seven races continually. So, um, and it, it is, it's, uh, it, it allows for the consistency. We're a type of organization that obviously with 28,000 paramedics and EMTs um, have that ability and that scale to create a really uh, consistent um, program for NASCAR, and that's what's so exciting. And then, you know, this is a multi-year piece, and what we're talking about now is probably just the tip of the iceberg of what we can bring to NASCAR as far as coordination. Um, you know, Ed has been, and we've been working, unfortunately, we've had so many of these horrible shootings that have been impacting the U.S. and these other major venues uh, or events that have been impacting us. And we obviously bring a special skill set with the ability to deal with very large events and large disasters and large uh, service that we need to provide. So providing service for 250,000 people in a weekend is it's what we do. Um, and being able to do that consistently and keep raising the bar and involving all our local community partners um, from an AMR standpoint is why we thought this would be such a great partnership because it does, I think, highlight my passion as a paramedic before to you know continue driving this to the local communities, but uh, really working with an organization that's got the same alliance we do about having high-quality care and um, high-visibility uh, events. And I think that one of the things that's really good here is when you talk about the, you know, the, you know, the professionalism and, and everything that goes into dealing with, you know, sports teams and, you know, the, you know, these types of folks, you know, especially with NASCAR, I mean, as these paramedics get to travel, um, it, it's not unlike the, the NASCAR fan who likes to go from venue to venue to venue and just go around and watch and races. And I think that's going to be really excitement. But, you know, talking about the physicians and talking about the paramedics that if I can jump back to you. What special training will will these teams need to have? I mean, uh, as they start to think about this, I'm sure there's going to be integration with the NASCAR uh, folks and you know some additional training. But th- you know, th- this isn't a, as you mentioned before. This isn't a normal car accident. So, what what do these guys need to know as they go forward to provide the uh, highest level of quality care? Yeah, so spot on question, and and there's a lot of of additional and you know, frankly ongoing education, professional development. And obviously, every emergency care provider is capable of managing, as we talked about before, the abnormalities in physiology and anatomy, right? We do that on a regular basis. But this, this has a little bit of a different um, feel to it. It has different um, mechanism. It has different logistics. So um, NASCAR provides training, and we participate in that training. And there are uh, debriefing sessions after every race that we'll participate in. Our clinicians will participate in, uh, lessons learned. And we've also done some things that really um, kind of ensure that, that we integrate with the existing structure in an appropriate way. So, for example, in Daytona, um, the medical director of uh, Daytona, Paul Mucciola, who's have been doing this for years and years, an outstanding EMS physician. He and I have had discussions. We are integrating the track responses with the existing um, physicians who are there now at the infield care center and respond to the track with the AMR physicians. So um, there will be this partnership, this ability to um, respond, to work together, um, to grow the response so that it's appropriate for the driver and, and everyone can can develop. You know, the other, the other really cool part of this, um, and I think all of us in AMR have been uh, impressed with the amount of data that NASCAR has about um, uh, crashes, about the vehicles, about the environment. A lot of that data could be translated into 
um, uh, processes and and programs that we use in the civilian side. So we've had some some really good discussions about taking some of the NASCAR lessons learned and applying that in motor vehicle crashes that we see. For example, and their drivers are restrained so perfectly and they have spent so much time over so many years refining, um, literally, Chris, to the inch, refining a safe restraint system that, you know, the, the civilian side can learn from um, some of those, uh, those mechanisms. The civilian side could learn um, better extrication processes and principles. So we're looking forward to um, seeing that, being a part of that. And they've got a group of consulting physicians nationally, uh, including um, some fabulous neurosurgeons that work on concussion that we're going to integrate with. Um, and we've talked about some similarities. So imagine this. What am I describing right now? A vehicle that's traveling at a high rate of speed with a lot of input coming to the driver with a lot of potential hazards that he or she is driving through um, uh, to try and make sure they are safe and get to um, a spot quickly. So that could be one of two things. It could be someone driving an emergency vehicle or it could be a NASCAR driver. So there are similarities there that I think we're interested in exploring how, how drivers make decisions, how stimuli impact things. So some of the neurosurgeons and I have talked about the similarities in emergency vehicle driving and the NASCAR um, high rate of speed, uh, high potential for uh, for error with small little small little changes. Fascinating. Yeah, and you bring up that point. I mean, that's actually one of the questions that I had for you next. And you kind of jumped the gun on that, Ed. But I'll, I'll let the, I'll let that slide this time. But story of my life. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Heard you. So, but when you think about this science, I mean, y you mentioned it. I mean, down to the inch, you're absolutely right. And and as accidents happen, it seems that they're tweaking that science and tweaking that science to make sure that nobody gets, you know, hurt uh, in these accidents. It amazes me that when you see a 200 mile per hour uh, accident, that people are getting out of the car, almost jumping out those windows and walking away. And I think that you're absolutely right. The lessons that we're going to be able to get in the EMS side is going to be exponentially uh, uh, significant to what we're doing in EMS. And, you know, we're losing providers when it comes to uh, ambulance accidents. And, uh, you know, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with that. No, we agree. It's, uh, it's really a neat, neat potential partnership. So, Ted, I think the last question I have for you is when you said that you mentioned that this was the tip of the iceberg. I mean, when we talk about NASCAR, I mean, this is an organization that sponsors uh, almost 1,400 races a year. Uh, they're in, you know, mm -hmm. 30 or 40 states. So when you think about the tip of the iceberg, is there the opportunity that you can be involved with all of the NASCAR-sponsored events? I mean, is that what you're, you're kind of thinking when you say the tip of the iceberg? Well, for us, it's about proving out a new system, a new process, uh, consistency, and we're going to have teams there, you know, over the race weekends, which involve other uh, race groups. So obviously that could be something where the type of service we provide and the coverage could be done with more than just the NASCAR sponsored, you know, the Monster Series. Um, so there's that opportunity. I think there's an opportunity for just in general, how we're seeing healthcare be delivered um, for people that are outside of emergency rooms and what their needs are. So we start talking about flu vaccination programs or things like that that we do for the people that are traveling for NASCAR across 
the U.S. and with from Envision Healthcare perspective, and then from AMR, our ability to provide that type of uh, care for them outside of just the track could be a uh, something we can work with them on. And and they've seen our medical command center. They know um, the ability to you know of our reach and our scale to be able to help people um, can be more than just on the track. Um, it's critical, though. I think there's been a lot of conversations out there about what's going to happen, um, you know, with the individual track uh, medics and firefighters that are not affiliated with AMR. I think we've been trying to make it very clear that, um, you know, that type of scope is going to continue. The tracks continue uh, are responsible to provide all that type of venue support and the work in the pits and the work on the rescue vehicles. That all is going to stay there. This is really an adjunct component to that. There are some areas, obviously, where AMR is the provider that, you know, I mentioned in, in some of these venues, be it in the first aid rooms or where we have ambulances on the track. Um, but, you know, in those kinds of environments, we might be able to do some things different than like we do at the big venues with the football where we're doing data collection and monitoring for all the patients that are coming into first aid rooms. We're actually starting to track, even if we're giving out um, an Advil or something and we're working within the physician scope and we're doing things like that, we can actually start tracking to see, okay, the weather and the temperatures at, you know, 94 degrees and we have 100,000 people and the event started at 4 o'clock, what kind of uh, first aid room impact are we going to see? And we do this at a couple of the stadiums now. Well, what happens if it's at 11 in the morning? What happens if it's a college football game versus a Super Bowl? You have different types of uh, venue uh, issues that occur on weather, on population, the type of venue. An MMA fight in Vegas or a boxing fight in Vegas is going to have a different uh, first aid need and healthcare need than the NASCAR track is going to, than a football. So, you know, that we've been building that out, and I think, you know, this, this just gives us even more data to put into that, as Dr. Rock's talking about, to really be able to customize um, for promoters and for the venue sites what their service and, and uh, level of care needs to be. Well, it's just interesting to think about. And, you know, I think that the last question I have for you, Ed, is, and I love to get medical directors on, and I love to ask them this question, and this is kind of a specialty question. When you think about this partnership with NASCAR, What's the one thing that is giving you uh, or keeping you up at night to say, we've got to ensure that we do this the best? So I think the, uh, you always ask the hard questions, Chris. You always, always do that. And I think it's, it is, it's a very pertinent question. So I think the most important component of what we have to do is we have to take the science and implement that in, an, in the appropriate way in this particular venue so that we care for the patients with an evidence-based approach. We are skilled, we are knowledgeable, and we do it in a way that integrates with um, the logistics and operations of this special event. So it's translational, right? It basically says we're going to do the best job science will allow us to do given the circumstances that these individuals are in. You know, if you if you look at a couple of things related to to this event, I think all of us in AMR, it's been a it's been a blast to discover what this is. It's been fun to learn about it. It's been fun to strategize on what makes a difference. I think there are, there are three things really that are that are important to us. Number one is that we earn our reputation. We're going to earn it. We're not going to. And just go into a venue like this and say, you know, da 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 da. Here we are. We're going to earn it. We're going to learn. We're going to learn from those in the in the business. We're going to partner, and we're going to do it well. Two is 
relating to partnership, collaboration is huge for us. And we know that it's so important that we integrate with the healthcare system, with the infield care center, with Amtrak services, with fire suppression, with everything out there, because functioning together as a team um, is so much better for any patient. You know, everyone knows that um, than, than functioning as, as individual islands. And the last one, and this is, and, and hats off to Ted. Here's a little, here's a little uh, inside secret on the AMR side. And one of the things that's really important to him and important to this organization is to have fun. So this is hard work, and it's a difficult environment to prepare for. It is the potential is very high, but the reality is that all of those fans, all of those drivers, everyone that comes out for these events comes out to have fun. And it's part of our job, too, for our medics, for our physicians, for our care providers to say, this is really hard work, but you know what? Enjoy and be proud of what you're doing and because this is something that not everyone gets to do. So those things are really important to us. Yeah, those sound like three great marching orders, and I think that's really going to work out, uh, you know, great. And I think that one of the things that, you know, we need to think about it as a career field, guys, and, I, and, I, and I'm so excited about this because when AMR gets out on the track, and unfortunately, you know, if an accident occurs and AMR, AMR is out there, the spotlights are going to be on those paramedic. And what that's going to do for our career field is that's really going to not only develop the reputation of your organization, but grow the reputation of our career field. And I think that the the standards that you guys are setting here is really going to put uh, EMS in a positive light. Uh, you know, people may say, hey, I want to do what's going on and I want to do those things that those paramedics are doing. And I just want to give you guys kudos that uh, you guys, AMR, the largest uh, EMS organization in the United States, uh, is truly setting the standards for others to follow. And I want to thank you for joining us on Inside EMS. Chris, thanks for having us. Great to be able to get this message out. And uh, I think for all the paramedics and EMTs and physicians and communication specialists that you know, work every day. I know having them, and especially if they're NASCAR fans, seeing AMR out there um, working with the drivers. But again, for what you're doing and getting this communication out, it's uh, really appreciated. Well, certainly my honor. And promise me that you guys will come back uh, as soon as you get some information. And let's let's get that data out and let's share that data. I mean, usually a lot of times we've got to wait until, you know, a year, 18 months has passed. But promise us you'll come back on a regular basis and kind of share what you're learning with the listeners. We will. Yeah, Thanks for having us. Awesome. And I got to tell you, Thanks, for every... so everyone out there, I want to thank you for joining us on Inside EMS. Uh, special thanks to uh, Dr. Ed Rock for joining us and uh, Ted Van Horn, CEO of AMR. And for Kelly Grayson, I'm Chris Subalero. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and email us at the show at ems1.com. And we'll look forward to chatting with everybody again next week. <laughs>